let's continue yes. talking about. Oh, well, now I'm actually redlining. I, I'm excited. I'm so excited right now. I get to talk about <laughs> SNL. It's my favorite thing. Kyle, let's let us continue talking about SNL. Oh wow, I'm totally redlining. I'm excited. I like talking about it. Oh god, it would really help if you had seen <laughs> it. It would. Did you? Did you at least watch Ryan Gosling's no. stuff or something? No, I've seen like nothing this season. Oh my god! I know. I'm a huge fan of the show. I, I love this show. That, Jesus! Christ. I watched the first 15 seconds of the Star Wars toys sketch, wow. and then I then I was busy. Hey man, it's a, it's a, it's a Sunday. I've like been doing stuff. It's been a no. I get I get it. I get it. I was preparing for this show. Sure, and I appreciate that. It's not something where I'm like, I'm actually mad. Yeah. It's just something where for someone who really enjoys a show to not watch the show that he enjoys so much is yeah. infuriating. Why, but why can't you, you'd be more mad if I didn't watch Twin Peaks, but I did watch SNL. Yes, that's true. So it's the lesser of two Like evils, if I showed up and I hadn't, if I hadn't watched the episode of Twin Peaks, you would be upset. You'd be reasonably upset with me, right? We probably wouldn't record that. Yeah. Day. Oh man, yeah, that'd be that. You'd be like pretty upset at me, like that. You know, you set up your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just feeling. I'm right. just getting a read for for how you would take this, <laughs> for for how much you can get away with. I, I get away with. I'm I'm a I'm a valuable part of this podcast. <laughs> That's true. I, I you do upload all the. Episodes. I do that. You don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's true. I can see that. Yeah, I I did the whole episode by myself last week, or two weeks ago. God damn it. Yeah, two weeks ago because we didn't actually put one yeah, up last week. We should uh, apologize. Do we have to apologize? I think you might. But why apologize? <laughs> because our fans they want deserve content. it. Yes, the fans don't deserve it. <laughs> what fans? All of like, them. Okay, maybe if like one of us kills the other person, then 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 people would listen to all the episodes. <laughs> you mean the police would listen to it? Yeah. Right. Oh man, hey, I can hear an echo now. On my oh, end. Boy. Wait, ah, I fixed it. I have to turn off me hearing myself. That's a bummer. Oh yeah. Anyways. No, yeah. It, people don't don't have it monitor it. Yeah. Yeah. It, if that happened, we would like people would listen to the show to find out, you know, clues, right? Yeah, the police. Or if it got turned into a serial type podcast situation, then maybe Sarah Canning would be all over that. Sure. That'd be so interesting. Did you listen to the first episode of season two? Oh my gosh! Oh, we can actually talk about something we've all seen. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or or listen, listen to. to. Yes, I did. Yeah, Bo Bergdahl. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Tell me. Tell me. Wait. Hold on. Can we finish up SNL first? Right. How is, SNL was okay. Uh, yeah, the the Gosling episode was better. Um, if you, I like Ryan Gosling. If you want He's to get the dude. the highlights from the Gosling episode, like the only two things worth talking about, uh, mm-hmm. watch the one with Kate McKinnon, and th- that'll be a pretty pretty. Just oh, the alien abduction one. I saw that scene. Yep. Uh, and watch the uh, the pre recording. That scene wasn't that funny to me. Yeah, it. A lot of it's about the breaking. You know. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't like the breaking stuff. Yeah. I'm sure, it, can I guess two of our main, two of our favorite uh, recent sketches, or somewhat recent sketches? Sure. Main Justice. 
Is that one of your favorite ones? <laughs> it's that's they haven't done that in way too long. But despite like still in, having all of the characters needed, I'm saying with no Sudeikis is gone. Sudeikis is so important to that. Oh, he was. Oh, for some he reason I thought judge. that was Taron Killam. No, he was the judge. Yeah, so although that's Killam not really that recent. It. But still, that's one of your favorite sketches. It, it was good. We're on similar grounds. Um, what was the other sketch that I uh, was watching the other day? Oh, the puppet sketch. Oh, with uh, with Bill Hader's. Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah. What a good sketch. It's, yep, it's very solid. Good sketch. Um, Anyways. Um, no, uh, the pre-recorded Santa Baby from Ryan Gosling's app. Is it, that's a, like a musical parody thing? No, not at all. <laughs> You'd have, you'll have to watch it to... to get what it is oh i'm hmm, interesting it's kind of of a parody on a movie that ryan gosling would definitely be in like the kind of dramas that he usually is in um yeah you'll just have to watch it it's good okay yeah Hmm. anyways uh can we can we is there nothing else to say about i mean hemsworth was fine uh chance the rapper was on he was the first uh music like actually independent artist ever to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, he doesn't have a label? Yeah, nothing. No. It's all grassroots. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyways, what were we saying? Uh, I was just saying that uh, Chris Hemsworth episode was fine. Yeah. Not really, nothing Nothing like super out there. I like him in about. Star Trek. I like him for the first five minutes in Star Trek before he dies. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. He was in Star Trek? He's uh, Kirk's dad. What? Yeah. He's great. I don't remember that. It's a thing. It's one of the Hemsworths. I think it's him. Probably him. Yeah. I saw Thor 2. I like Thor 2. Um, <laughs> but not Thor 1. <laughs> I didn't see Thor 1. I just saw Thor 2. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. We've, we've talked about this before. Me and Sam Rosen saw it in a dollar theater. It was great. That's, that is the best place to see it. <laughs> With no context of Thor 1, and I still really enjoyed it. Hey, that, if anything, it's a testament. I, I've seen all of the Iron Man movies. I walked out of Avengers, <laughs> and I've seen Thor 2. That's literally Wait, all. You wa- like, you walked out of Avengers out of distaste? Well, I didn't, I, I didn't walk out of it. I, I was, like, watching it at home, and I didn't like <laughs> okay. it. Okay, very different that's the same to me. If uh, I if I would have been in the theater alone, I would have walked out. I was really okay. bored. It was incredibly right. boring. Yeah, it's a lot about the the banter. Oh man, there's uh, yeah. There's there's podcasts. Why? Ugh. Because it's Joss Whedon. Oh man, I don't know. I'm not into that. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk. What we're supposed to talk about? Serial season two. Right. I mean, what? A, but also, what is there to talk about Serial Season 2? I can tell you that I am already... I don't like uh, Bo Bergdahl so much. <laughs> like, he's such an idiot after watching right. that episode. I just really, really don't like him, and I think he's stupid. And yeah, I'm like, it feels so harsh to say, like, that he made a mistake and he should, like pay for it in like the worst punishment that anyone's ever had. <laughs> like that's it. That's an extreme thing to say, but like right. it was really dumb and yeah, like he's dumb. He, he talks about wanting to be like Jason Bourne. Sure. Yeah. He was also, that part was really, really weird to me. Why if he's sticking to the, to the defense that he 
did this to be like a conscientious objector. Why is he like talking about wanting to bring back a prize? It's it's so like childish and yeah. He's also, I think, didn't he enlist, like, basically right out of high school? Yeah, but, like, doesn't he have a lawyer telling him not to Uh, say this stuff? Maybe. Like, couldn't he get, like, in really big trouble? (laughs) It it could be. Like, I don't think that's the main defense that they're putting forward, you know? Oh, Oh, what's their defense, then? I mean, I think the defense that he puts forward is, like, the conscientious objector thing. Yeah, but then why mention the other stuff? Um, he just didn't. He doesn't need to mention it. No, he doesn't need to. It could also. Not that every move that he makes is like cool and calculated, but it could also inspire some sympathy. You know, it, it kind of humanizes his mistake, which he. I, I think that is something that he's laying into, or what it seems like he's laying into that he realizes that it was a mistake. Not that he didn't have grievances that were legitimate, because he did, but that he made a mistake in his actions. And so, like, him wanting to be, like, you know, as he says, Jason Bourne, that's this 18-year-old kid fresh out of high school who joins the military. Like, that that's not a, a, a completely alien story to a lot of people. Yeah. So I think people will hear that and be like, oh, yeah, he was a young, dumb kid. And... He he messed up, even though his intentions were good. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Anyways. Are are you on board for Bo? I'm on board. You, you know what? When uh, Sarah Koenig talked about like next week on Serial, we're going to be talking to the Taliban. The, yeah. You hear the phone ringing and someone's talking. <laughs> I don't know what language. What language did the uh, Taliban speak? Uh, Farsi? No, not Farsi. It could be Pashto. Pashto. I don't know. Some some language that I know almost nothing about. And yeah, hearing like it, a, ta- uh, a Taliban dude answer. That's, could also be Arabic. I don't think it was yeah. Arabic. I think she said it was like like the soldiers spoke some other language. Maybe it was just this. Farsi? Yeah, I don't know. That one you said. What was the one you said first? Pashto. Pashto. I like that. Maybe that. Maybe that. That's that's an Afghani uh, dialect. Well, we're in Afghanistan. Anyways, I'm... Uh, that's... Amazing that they're getting the Taliban side of this. I know that was such a good, such a good cliffhanger of like next week the Taliban. Because like the Taliban seems like this completely separate thing, you know. But right. the fact that you could call the Taliban and be like, "Hey, we want to like, we want to get your side of the story of this thing in between us trying to kill you." Yeah, it's fine. Like, did you hear the Taliban had like? Uh, like needs like six IT people to like run their infrastructure and stuff like that. <laughs> it's so weird that they're almost like kind they're like a kind of a government. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean Oh wait no, I was thinking of ISIS, uh, not the Taliban. So that's that's kind uh, of the same thing, right? Well yes yes and no. <laughs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> sure. Um Should we should we talk about Twin Peaks? This episode was actually a good one. Yeah, how weird worth talking about on like the last Couple. Yeah, but although the the episode that you solo bowled was uh, it's a good app. It was okay. I think I said I liked it, right? Yeah, nice. yeah. It was it was the one directed by Diane Keaton. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. It, like she did a she seemed like she did a good job matching the tone of the show. Yeah, I uh, 
Huh. Interesting. I know nothing about Diane Keaton. Um, but cool. Well, she's an actress. She's an actress. And she did stuff with uh, Woody Allen. Yes. Okay. Anyways, let's talk. Let's talk some uh, Twin Peaks. Hey, welcome to Twin Peaks, everybody. Twi- yeah. Or, or, or Twin Peeps. Sorry. There you go. Um, Show where we talk about the former thing. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Um, I'm your host, Michael. This is Kyle. Uh, and uh, yeah, today we're talking about season two, episode fifteen. Um, uh, sixteen, 16 I think. The condemned woman. The condemned woman. Interesting. So uh, let's. Yeah, let's get things started. Kyle, do you know what I'd like right now? Yes. I'd like a short summary. Oh, so now you want one. Well, I mean, I like it. Right. I don't know if it, if it, uh, if it rhymes, I'll be, I'll be very impressed. All right, you're going to be very disappointed. It's been a, it's been a heck of a, heck of a podcast recording. Yeah. So we're back now. There was just a hard edit point. <laughs> Hopefully Kyle made it smooth. Yes. Yeah. Turns out I thought we were doing the next episode, not this episode, but we're actually talking about season two, episode fifteen, Slaves and Masters. So I, I have a I have a spoiler now. I now know that Josie turns into a doorknob. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you'll have to tune in next week to see if that's not just fake David Lynch stuff happening. But that isn't even that sounds like a random series of words. Like <laughs> How can a human be turned into a doorknob unless it's like a weird Disney cartoon? <laughs> well, like, uh, singing teapot comes out, right? Yeah, it it sounds like something out of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Who's to say it's not? You know, or it's the opposite. I don't. Know. Anyways, huh. Kyle, <laughs> do you still have your summary? I do. I, yeah, I, oh. I got my notes. Don't worry. So you write, but you write a. Oh, these are all your notes. You are you just reading all your notes? Yeah. Oh wow, I take a lot of notes. Wait, what? <laughs> I, well, I'm reading my notes for episode uh, 15. Yeah, but I'm saying if I read all my notes, it would take a while because I have like usually like uh, over 100 lines of notes per, per episode. Really? Yeah, I type a lot. Wow. Well, huh. I'm going to start my summary. Is that cool? I thought, I thought you like went a point to make like a, a summary of each scene by scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, anyways. I, I don't understand what you're asking. I thought you were purposely like, I thought your notes would be more in detail. How do you remember all the weird little details? Oh, I, I write those down. Oh. Those are part, those you, are part of the summary. I'm not just like flipping that off the dome. I don't know. I don't think you're taking enough notes. Oh my God. I think you should be taking more notes, Kyle. <laughs> I, I don't think you're taking this podcast seriously enough. Boy. If you're not taking this many notes. You. <laughs> You don't get to say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, sorry for putting your feet to the fire. All right, let's all right. Uh, let's let's God, let's see, let's hear another uh, summary. Let's do a better summary here. Okay, one for the actual right episode, season two, episode fifteen, Slaves of the Masters. All right, let's do this. Uh, directed by Diane Keaton. Uh, Donna helps James get out of Dodge. Bobby and Shelley are questioned about Leo. Holy shit, Albert's back. Wyndham Earl conscripts Leo Johnson. Ed and Norma share their regrets. Truman pe- uh, presses Josie for answers. Pete helps out with dry cleaning. The Horns discuss Ben's fate. Donna and Evelyn debate nihilism. Josie's looking uh, ever guiltier in Jonathan's murder. Truman and Coop recruit Pete Martell, chess expert. Shelley gets her job back. Catherine invites Eckert over for dinner. James... Uh, James's confrontation with Evelyn goes awry. 
Jacoby and the Horns help Ben win the war and reclaim his sanity. Wyndham helps rehabilitate Leo. Donna thwarts Malcolm's plan. Wyndham leaves Audrey a message, and Coop finds a mask and a message. Yeah. So that one sounds familiar? So much better. All right. So much better. I'm I'm much happier. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> More so than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean. For Twin Peaks. Yeah. All right. Not a, that's not a dig on you. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Weirdest character. All right. Wyndham Earl. Wyndham Earl. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ben Horn's up there. I mean, I I think I gave it to Wyndham Earl because Ben Horn has been crazy for multiple episodes now. Okay. So he's got some novelty. That's a factor. Right. Uh, and finally, yeah, we finally get kind of a, a better look at Wyndham and yeah. his actual craziness. I have Wyndham Earl. Question. So Winnemarle is wearing, like, disguises in the end. Does he... How old is he? How old is he? Like, in his 30s? Um, I can't tell what he really... Like, how old he is. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be around there. Probably a little bit older than Coop, but not by a huge margin. Okay. Because um, he's got, like, a... He's, he's got a really receding hairline. He could, he could be, like, 45. Yeah, th- um, that's true. And they could uh, age him down a little bit. Um, yeah. It would have to be... Uh, let's see. In this episode, you'll have to remind me. Is this the one where Coop talks about um, Earl's wife? Yeah, I. Uh, he's talked about her before. Okay. Um, well, about think, his his attraction to Earl's wife. Yeah, I mean, so weren't they like a? Okay, good. I needed to talk to you about this. Yeah. I was confused, as I often am. Right. Are they? So Coop, Coop? did she leave? Uh, Wyndham Earl for Coop? She did not leave him. They basically had an affair. Okay. But they were, while also he, while he was also guarding her? Yeah. More or less. Why, why is he guarding a fellow FBI agent's wife? Because it's a soap opera. That's such a weird thing. Yeah. What's also weird is that the other, his partner when the Merle is also on that detail because they're partners you know so he's yeah. guarding his own wife why would someone do that i don't i don't know it's just really not believable what, uh, actually hmm. huh kind of think i i might be wrong about this does in this episode is this the one where coop reveals his wife's fate and who's the person who killed his wife um, it was Wyndham Earl, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it might have been the episode before. Yeah. Um, it might be that he's placed on security detail for her to protect her from Wyndham Earl. That might be the situation. Okay. Yeah. Which is a little bit more believable, but still, I don't know. Seems it just, what? It, it seems so unthought out. Couldn't they think of something better? No. <laughs> Season two, man. <laughs> Is that is that rude of me that I think that they could have come up with something better? I mean, <laughs> it, I, I don't think it's rude so much as maybe a little unrealistic. Uh, I don't know. I think if like me and you took an afternoon and like talked about it, we could come <laughs> up with like a few better ideas. Yeah. Of like why this guy wants to. It's literally just why this guy wants to kill him, and it's the most weird. We don't. Are they guarding him too? Yeah. I don't get it. Oh wait, no. It it wasn't. Mm, yeah. 
I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, he's incredibly weird. Um, I mean, it's possible Ben could get it, but no. Um, it's it's it's. I think we got to give it to him. Yeah. Um, he's got that. He's got that collar. Um, the shock collar, yeah, for Leo. Shock collar, which Leo could probably take off. <laughs> yeah. It but, seems like there's not nothing taking stopping him from taking off. I think there's like I think there's like a locked buckle on the back. But but Windermere had it on himself first. Oh yeah. Maybe he just didn't have it locked. I don't know. I think we have to give that the benefit of the doubt for the, for the show where there must be some sort of locking mechanism on it. Yeah. Um but he's playing the flute and he's dancing. The shakuhachi flute. Is that the dance? No, it's a uh, it's the type of flute. Oh. It's a Japanese bamboo. Do you flute. do you know that? Is that something you okay. learned from your education? Uh, yeah, and around nice. the shakuhachi is actually a thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it's like a flute. I don't know. Who cares about a flute? <laughs> I do. I know, and, and you know, I should say that I was my friend at the party last night. He's dating a like a professional flautist. Hey. There you so, go. But like, but I like cool flute stuff. But like a boring like pan flute. Or Has like she ever recorder. used her flute as a cudgel? Like uh what's a cudgel? Oh, to hit someone with? Right. In uh, the in the Windermere style. I don't know. She's like a tiny person. <laughs> I don't oh. think. Uh, anyways, um, uh, he's he's the way he rubs the flute. Yeah. Uh, made it made me weirded out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like that they did that. That's, <laughs> or no, I mean, yeah, it's fine for them to do this, but that's supposed to be like a phallic thing, right? Yeah, a little bit. Probably. Yeah. Or am I just like looking into this? No. Well, I mean, if probably. Yeah. Anyways, he's, he purrs. Yes. Like a cat. Leo the lion, man. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else do we have? (laughs) Um, I mean, that's like the big scene with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, he's so weird. Um, I don't know if I like him that much. <laughs> is, he, is he like a super popular character in Twin Peaks? No. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, especially since his screen time is very limited to like the last eight episodes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He just didn't, uh, I don't know. I'm not super interested in this plot line. <laughs> yeah. It gets, it gets a little better. Yeah, yeah, in I, it's probably going to be in the episode after the episode I spoiled. <laughs> okay. For you, um, because then we'll start getting another character coming in, and yeah, ooh, yeah. another character. Yeah. But yeah, I um, I don't uh, yeah, I'm not a. Uh, but he's okay. I mean, he's. Yeah. I like that he's super crazy. That's great. Right. Um, and super weird. Um, <laughs> always a good, always a good thing for a Twin Peaks character. Yeah. All right. Weirdest scene. Um, oh, what do we go with? Um, <laughs> I think you should take this one. I mean, it's really easy to say the Wyndham Earl and Leo scene, uh, where he has to like choose between the girls. Yeah. Um, and is that the same one where he feeds him? Uh, I think so. There's a lot of feeding of Leo that's really unnecessary. Um, (laughs) uh, 
That's but, what uh, makes him so crazy, you know? You know what? I, I'm going to give it to Ben Horn because that, that scene made me so happy. Um, with, uh, with the recovery. Yeah. Like the final scene, the final victory scene. That whole, yeah. So he's, he's doing his last stand. Every, it's like a play. There's backdrops. Oh, yeah. And everyone's wearing costumes. Audrey's like getting into it. Audrey like is getting into her character. <laughs> And, like, Jerry's terrible at acting. Yep. <laughs> like, he's terrible at acting. Jacoby's super into acting. <laughs> Jacoby's, like, 100% down with what's happening. Oh, uh, not, it kind of, uh, a little related. Um, uh, Russ Tamlin posted a photo for some party that he had with uh, his daughter and uh, David Cross, actually. Uh, where he dressed up like Dr. Jacoby. Whoa. Yeah. Eh, you know what? I don't... Uh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Anyways. Motherfucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just not that impressed I'm trying to spread some cheer. But you're... I don't know. I'm not as much as like a fan person of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... That's, that's fair. There's stuff that I really, really like. Uh... Like, like the, the leftovers, like the leftovers, oh, and man. talking uh, about but not watching SNL. Yeah, but like if I saw like I don't know an SNL person dressing up in their famous outfit, I'd be like, okay, like yeah. it doesn't. I mean, I get that for an SNL for an SNL person. I don't know. There's just something about it being Twin Peaks that I like. Oh, I don't know. It seems then, like it seems like what I don't know. It seems like he's doing it in probably a fun way because it was like Halloween or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like the way people are enjoying it is just like in a gross fan way. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I like, 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 can I make a guess that you saw this picture on the Nerdist website? No, actually. But it's, that was a good guess though, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a similar thing. It's not like I'm going to be you know, really obsessed with that photo for a long time. Sure. Um, but it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of cute. Yeah. Um, what was, there's something I was going to say regarding that. How, how upset do you think Chris Hardwick is that I've convinced you to unfollow the Nerdist <laughs> on Facebook? Well, he's messaged me a few times. Um, yeah, because now he's down to like, you know, 200 million likes instead right. of the 201 million. And I'm trying to convince him. Like I'm trying to tell him what it is. I'm not super feeling about him, but I don't know. He kind of just doesn't seem to get it. Maybe I'm just like sugarcoating it a little bit. It's, but. it's such a weird thing because, like, I'm sure Chris Chris Hardwick's a really nice guy. <laughs> like, you know, he's a nice yeah. guy. Y- yes, <laughs> but I just like disagree with so much of what he does. <laughs> Like, if I was to see him in person, I would be, like, so polite and nice to him, but... Sure, yeah. I, he's just also a terrible interviewer. <laughs> yeah, he's... And I just, like, don't like this type of, like, nerdery that he's the champion of. I think it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can know. be a nerd of anything, you know? And But just, I don't know. You don't need to... I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't like nerds. I think it's, I think it's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, Don't need like, to glorify a subculture. Like, yeah, enjoy what you enjoy and be happy about it. Don't like. Don't make you know, it a category that people need to. Be I, a part it, of. It, it's more than just the name, though. It's just how people are. I don't know. 
I don't know. And I think it's, like, from a dishonest thing. I don't think he's... He's not a dorky. He's, like, kind of... Like, he enjoys some dor- dorky... Like, all his... All, like... We saw that live taping of the Nerdist episode, and, like, all the fans are, like, super weirdo people. Yeah, they're, <laughs> you know like, I mean? legitimate nerds. Like, there's someone a, you see walking down the street and be like, ah, look at that nerd. The, there's this podcast I listen to called The Flop House. Have I ever told you about that? Ah, it sounds familiar. It's one I don't of the, think I heard it from you, though. It's one of the... Uh, or the former head writer for The Daily Show, Elliot Kaling, who's, like, the funniest dude. I, oh. I'm, he's so funny. It's him and, like, two of his buddies, and they talk about bad movies, and they, like... They're like fun and they're, I don't know, they riff and they're like really good, like improv guys. Nice. And there's like a Facebook group for it that like I had to like ask to get in. Um, <laughs> but it's like, but, but like, it's like where they talk to the fans and it's like this big thing. And the sure. fans are just so un- embarrassing to me. And <laughs> it makes me not want to listen, listen to the show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm just like, everyone's just like quoting the show all the time. Oh boy. And, but I want to like, say like, hey, I really like this episode. Uh, I enjoyed it because of this, this, and this. Like that's, I think that's such a meaningful comment than just being like, hey guys, here's a, here's an in reference from the show. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like that about like fans of every podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are really like I I'm a, I'm really into comedy bang bang, but yeah. every time I'm on like the I go on the message board I'm just like cringing the entire time. <laughs> all joking a salad. Yeah, yeah, like people who get those all joking a salad shirts. <laughs> what's what's wrong with me? Why can't I like like that people love these things? Because <sighs> you're dead inside. I know. Like I love com- I'm I love comedy bang bang so much. But you just hate anything associated with it. I just don't want people to show too much passion about anything. Uh, like uh, no, but a, like a thing of entertainment. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now, would you would you wear? Okay, let's say it was on sale, right, for ten bucks. Would you buy a Wi-Fi because Fi shirt? No, really. I... But it's Harris. If if it had one of Harris's better, t- oh man, I'm such a snob of a dead guy. <laughs> if it was a better joke, I'd probably get it, but I don't think that's. A, it's it's it's. I think it's a funny thing, but I don't think that's like. I, I think they could have picked a better one, you know. Uh, motherfuckers want to laugh, shirt. But I don't have the. I don't have the fuck word on my shirt. The <laughs> sure. Uh, you're you're a strange one, Mike. Tough to tough knock to crack. Yeah. But Should I we mean, talk about uh, weirdest? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my weirdest scene was that scene too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bad but not David Lynch. Um. Bad but not David Lynch. You know, we're just gonna end up being a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna turn out that we're just a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're. We're borderline not talking about Twin Peaks. I know, but I'm just saying one day we're going to wake up and our job is suddenly going to be like drive time radio hosts who talk for like seven hours throughout the day. You know what I mean? We're just like, hey, it's four in the morning. Uh, Kyle, (laughs) what is traffic piling up on the 155 and. uh, No, but like people, there is no traffic. They just just need to fill time. (laughs) And they're just like, hey, what's tell me a story about your life. What's going on in the news? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd be. <laughs> would you like doing that as a job? 
I think for a time, sure. Yeah, I could probably do it for like two. I could do it for like an hour every day. I think that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. We'd have to be able to play music. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> sorry to go on that aside to talk about how we're not. No, it's a it's an aspiration. Yeah. You know? You've heard it here first. Hey, it's been a it's been a while since we talked. Huh? Yeah. No. Um. Anyways, uh, bad but not David Lynch. Yes. Uh, um. I mean. So there wasn't any Andy stuff in this episode. Thank God. No Andy stuff. Huge. Uh, no little Nikki stuff even. I think. Yep. There was. I a, think they. I think they kind of resolved that. Yeah. Hey, there were some notes I had about the last episode I did. Do you remember what those were? There were things that I needed to follow up with you on. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Did you actually uh, listen to the episode? I did, but I don't remember. All the right. Specifics. Hold on. I, I wrote down the. Oh shit. Ugh. I'd have, we'd have to listen to actually listen to the episode. I had questions <laughs> about the last episode. Whatever. Anyways. Uh, uh, sorry. Bad, but not David Lynch. Uh, can I go first? Yes. I'm going to say the scene with Nadine, Norma, and Ed in a bed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I really didn't like that. <laughs> Just because it was uncomfortable or because it was a bad scene. It also, was, she who must not be named. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a bad scene. And so at this point, we're really realizing that the big arc for Ed is that he was going to get back with Norma. Um, yeah. That's like he's been suffering, and now things are somehow turning his way. Um, so right. it, it does make me happy that, like, him and Norma are together, and, like, the... With it's with no pain at all to any party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like kind of fu- that's like kind of fun. It makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but I don't know. <laughs> you just you didn't. There's a lot about the whole she who must not be named arc. That's not great. Like she, she gets in bed with them. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of an uncomfortable scene. That's what it's supposed to be. But like, why? Why were they in bed right when they, right when she was getting home from school? She probably gets home. They just had sex. Yeah, but like, <laughs> can't they keep their eye on like the clock? I don't know. I've never cheated no. on someone. <laughs> um, but I imagine if you're doing that, you'd be a little. It's also dramatic tension, you know. Yeah, I guess they're so taken by the throes of passion, realizing that oh yeah, they do. They really should act on this. Yeah. yeah, they just gotta go to town. Anyways, I just I didn't like her getting in bed with them. That's very weird. Yeah. Um, I don't think it added. It was just seemed unrealistic. Um, it's yeah, it's not a, it's not weird. It's unrealistic. Um, I I get that. Like I I know it's supposed to buy into Nadine's insanity. But the fact that everyone's like totally being normal to it really highlights how just like unbelievable it is. Well, like, I wouldn't say necessarily that they're being normal. Um, I think that Ed, Nadine doesn't talk too much in that. But I know from, like, Ed's acting, it seems like what he's basically trying to do is, like, feel out the situation and is really expecting Nadine to do something. So rather than exploding on his end and being like, 
oh my God, Nadine, you're home and whatever. He's just kind of keeping it calm and seeing how she's going to play it and is going to react accordingly. But since she doesn't blow up about the situation, he doesn't need to. Okay. Yeah. It is, It is. You're right in that it's unrealistic for her to get in bed in the first place. But yeah. I think based on that. She has a trophy too and she breaks the door down. Right. I don't know. Because she got second place or yeah, second place because she used an illegal maneuver. Yeah. Um so okay. You you're uh, you'll try to rationalize it, but um, I mean it's it it is you're right in that it's unrealistic. I'm just trying to paint it within the context of the show. Yeah. Not saying that it's a good context, like it's a something to be explained, but that's like I think what they're going for. Yeah. Okay, well then I I, I guess I can say this. I I like this episode uh quite a bit. Um yeah. And I, there, I thought it was fine. There I wasn't think really the next... any. There wasn't any specific bad stuff, other than maybe like some kind of cheesy stuff with the the um, that whole lady that James is with. I, I... And that's actually my bad, but not David Lynch. Yeah. Is uh, Evelyn? Uh, how I wrote it is Evelyn smoke rings and the entire confrontation with James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One notable line or exchange I have between them, Evelyn says that one of the reasons that she likes James is, quote, for the good, honest way that you taste. And they start and, making uh, out. Well, not before James says, I like the way you taste, too. <laughs> Maybe I blocked that out. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. That, um, it's really bad. Yeah. I'm so... I really hope we never see these people again. Uh, I can... I'm just going to spoil it now. Once this wraps up, you will not. And it wraps up the next episode. It's such an unnecessary subplot. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like, um, yeah, there was some, uh, crappy stuff. Uh, the, the way she was holding the gun and the guy was right next to her <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, grab the gun from her. Yeah. That was, that was some weird blocking. It was, they were so close together and he was like, Hey, hand me the gun when it was like right there. <laughs> I don't know if you're yeah. like, I, if I was him, I was like, she might shoot me right now. <laughs> and he wasn't even like trying to uh, like grab the gun. Right. Um, yeah. Oh man. Can I say though, in that scene, um, I thought James was kind of a good actor in that scene. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, he, I wrote that he reminds me of Joseph Gordon Levitt. Cause he was like, he he's yelling. There's he's doing some yelling, um, yeah. and it was I was like, oh, that's a that's a JGL. That that seems up his. Uh, it, it seemed it seems something he would do. Does uh does JGL yell a lot? I don't. I can picture him yelling and like brick, like doing some mm. yelling in there. Mm. It, are are you a Joseph Gordon Levitt fan anymore? <laughs> what did he do to to make us not like him? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't like hate the guy. I mean, I'm not saying I hate him. He's like right. a super, like, he seems like a really cool dude, but he yeah. just hasn't done a single movie that I've enjoyed. Uh, and now I like his movies less when I watch him. <laughs> like I enjoy 500 days of summer a lot less now. Re- See, I, I don't have that, that much of a problem. I, I do like Looper and Brick. I like those yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's, he's solid in both of those. I feel like it might be a little bit of like the Anne Hathaway effect. Where we're just where sick of her? there's 
Huh? Where we're sick of her? Or because we see her so much? She, I don't know. It feels like... I like Anne Hathaway. I mean, yeah, she's fine. But, like, if you ask a lot of people about Anne Hathaway, a lot, like, you're going to get a good number of responses of, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like her. Interesting. I mean, but, How uh, do people not like her? She was great when I, she hosted SNL. I think what it might be is that, like, their presence almost feels a little, like, fatalistic in that they're going to be the next actor that is going to be around a lot. And people kind of are turned off by that. Interesting. Like, I remember Brie Larson was had an interview about that recently. Cause she's yeah, like super the, popular now. The it thing. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. is she though? Like she's in room, but no one's seen rooms. Room, the, even though room is really good, apparently. And I want to see it, but no one has seen I, it because it's not. I, I wish I could see room, but I would, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's it's like way too emotionally intense for me. <laughs> I like read the Wikipedia page and I was like, yeah, this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing that, and I, because it's based on a story that's a lot worse. Yes. Yeah. They they cleaned it up for movies. Like in the in real life, he had that lady trapped for like twenty years. Yeah. Um, and this one it's like four years. Not that obviously it's still terrible, but like. You know, it's five times longer. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I, I won't be able to say it. It, it would, I would, it would make me really, really depressed. I mean, I, I kind of get that, but I also enjoy those kind of movies. So to each their own. Okay. Um, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of James Marshall's acting, I'm going to send you a link to something. You don't have to watch it on the podcast. But it's to a Calvin Klein ad that David Lynch did with James Marshall. And it's weird. Oh, interesting. You Oof. should watch that at some point. Calvin Klein Maybe ads we'll talk are about always, it next week. Calvin Klein ads are always really weird. I'm oh the uh, all, right, all right. I'm watching it right now. I'm just got the sound <laughs> off. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. No, you have to have the sound on. Wait, is he playing Ernest Hemingway? Uh, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'll do that later. Sure. Anyways, it's only thirty seconds. Um. All right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> I suppose. Um, uh, worst police work? Worst police work. There wasn't that much police work in this episode, am I right? The There's the meeting with Albert, but they don't yes. really have information. And Albert can never be uh, nominated for worst police work Yeah, because he's Albert. He's the best. Let's talk right. about that scene a little bit. Um, Albert's back. He, he does an impression of, uh, <laughs> of uh, what's David Lynch's character? Uh, Gordon Cole. Gordon Cole. He does a great, like a really good impression. <laughs> In his words, I'm worried about Cole. What a good joke. <laughs> I know, right? I, I really, when I first watched that, I was like, did they do that? That's awesome that they did that. It's, and it's, it's like, it's pretty out of character, but like, I could believe him doing it, you know? It's also like just mocking enough where it's like, yeah, that feels like Albert. Yeah. Oh man. What a good, what a good one. Um, Oh, I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, we see a a shot of it in that scene, but I saw it in the last episode about how, um, the headline for the, uh, Asian man killed is Asian man killed. Yeah, which is just like the worst. One. I I don't know how they got away with that. That's just so bad. Why? <laughs> I mean, it gives them literally all the information that we know. Oh, man. Um, how did they think that was an okay idea? 
like, okay, maybe hmm, the only thing I can think of that's running through the writer's mind is that they want to keep his identity, like he, they want it to seem like the identity of the man is has yet to be determined. And so when the newspaper reports it, the only relevant bit of information that they'll have is that, oh, he's Asian and he's a man. <laughs> Asian man murdered. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's so. I, I can't, I can't explain that one away. Yeah. Oh man. But I, I thought it was very funny when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, I facepalmed pretty, pretty hard. But like, do you think they did it as a joke? Probably not. No. No, I think that was just like a lack of ideas or wanting to figure out something more but if, uh, realistic. If you think of Twin Peaks as like a parody of soap operas, I can imagine that being like a bit. Maybe. Probably not. I, I don't think it's as much of a parody as people think. I think it's David Lynch working within the form of a soap opera. And sometimes it pokes fun, but it's not an entire farce on soap okay. operas. So you're saying this is just like literally bad writing. Yes. How, yeah. how how don't they have someone on their like you or I don't have much writing experience, but like I feel like if I was in their mind, would like, hey, can I? I mean, can you give me five minutes to come up with a better headline? You also have to remember the other kind of stuff that was airing on television at the time. But it's but it literally takes five minutes to think of what what you should have for that headline that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, they could also, someone on the Frasier writing staff could have told them that, hey, no one's a Freudian psychologist anymore. But th- Don't have Frasier be Freudian. <laughs> no, oh, c- come on. That's such a, that's a, you're c- comparing it to something totally different. Now, I, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think of another relevant Why example. Why can't Frasier be a Freudian psychologist? Because no one's a Freudian. Freudianism is had at that at the time that Frazier was a thing. But isn't that making fun of like the Seattle elite? No. It it's especially to begin with, that's it's not played as like, oh look at these people, they're so dumb because they're still Freudian and Jungian and all of that. It takes thing. Freud completely seriously? Yes. It treats it like yeah. this is a real thing. It's not until like season six when one character there's this character in an episode who's like yeah, by the way, every like major scientific journal has disproven Freud's theories. So the fact that you're still Freudian really bit doesn't make sense. Wait, a character says that? Yeah, and it's a really great moment. How do they address it as like a joke, right? Uh, it kind of is a joke, but also as part of their character traits. They're kind of just like a Debbie Downer situation. So, so the... Yeah, it's self-aware enough to undercut that really serious but they must have, flaw they in must the logic have, of the show. So you think the the writers didn't do enough research when writing the character to not know right. that Freudian psychology was like a bunk? Yeah, they also don't know the difference between psychiatrist and psychologist, and they use the two interchangeably. Really? Yes. Yeah, they Fraser calls himself a psychiatrist often. Wow. <laughs> and he's not a psychiatrist. I feel, he's a psychologist. I feel like, you know, you hear Breaking Bad and stuff like that. They, like, talk to, like, meth experts, and they have so many experts talking to them on all these things. They did not do that for free. And then there's these Don't shows worry. that are just, like, made completely in, like, insularly with no outside information. Speaking of, I 
uh, I watched, <laughs> um, I watched the movie Hackers yesterday. Why? Because uh, we, we were in a mood like the mood for just a really horrible movie, and it's on Netflix. So we're like, let's watch yeah. Hackers. A lot and of good people in it. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And that dude. Who's the dude? Matt Lillard. No, the the main guy. Oh, I don't know. He's uh he was in Train Spotting. Uh, he's a good actor. He does uh Elementary. Oh. That's the same guy. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think uh, it, Crash Override. You mean? Crash Override. That's his name. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the same situation. It's a movie entirely about hacking, and there's. There's like random bits of factual hacking information in there, but the rest of it's just utter nonsense. But like, it was delightful least, nonsense. But it was nonsense. But that it's hackers is allowed to be. <laughs> no one thinks hackers is going to be realistic. And I guess no I one know, does it for Frasier either. But it's literally five minutes of research. Right. Oh yeah. No. And but no one, no one did it. But and Frasier was like a huge show. Couldn't they have gotten a guy? Probably. Like, Frasier was, like, one of the biggest shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge thing. It lasted, like, 11 seasons. How, how is, is producing that hard? <laughs> I, I kind of... There's a part of me that thinks that they... Maybe someone did bring that up in the writers' meeting, but also for, like, public perceptions of psychology, a lot of people still think that Freudian psychology is a thing. But why not just have him be a regular psychologist? Because I think they there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like references and memes that they can pull on if he is Freudian. Um, and it's a it's a common cultural touchstone for people to like so, that resonates with people, even though it is wrong. So you're saying they purposely chose like a wrong thing. I'm saying that if someone brought that up in the writers' meeting, that's probably the best explanation of why they kept it in. Is because like it's a lot easier to write for, and it's a lot easier for people to get behind with because they still think that yeah Freudian psychology is a thing, you know, even if it's not. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Ugh. I, I, there's so much stuff in my life where I hear people like talking about Freudian terms and stuff like that. And I was like, why are you using this like super outdated thing? I, I don't even know, man. It's infuriating to no end. Like in that but, programming uh, school I was in, they had a bunch of like, like emotional, like meeting things like yeah. that. It was like, yeah. they're in like super like wooey, like, like we did yoga twice a week. Oh boy. Yeah. Like, they're keeping you healthy in your mind. Like, everyone's been into meditation and stuff. Anyways, n- really not me. I mean, meditation's all right, but, like, mandating that and, like, having that be a part of a school? Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's really weird. But they would, like, talk about emotional things and dealing with conflicts and stuff like that. And they would always bring up, like, all these Freudian terms. And I was just like, this is not a r- real thing. <laughs> nope. No, it is not. It's, it's just, it's, it, it, like, you could just say, here's ways of dealing with conflict without bringing up these terms. And I, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that seems like that makes sense to me. But instead right. they're like trying to give it this justification of something we don't understand. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Where, where are we? <laughs> uh, I, uh, we were on, uh, 
worst police work. I just wanted to throw in one thing for an actual contender. Mm-hmm. Um, Truman is yet again a contender for worst, like for the committing the worst police work in that um, his past history with Josie is really letting him cloud his judgment. He really, like Josie just yeah, he really shouldn't like, be on that case. Yeah, and like Josie just straight up says, "I'm not going to tell you about Jonathan." And I think if I know the law and I don't, um, but isn't that like obstruction of justice? Like she could be arrested for that. Right. I don't know how obstruction of justice works. I thought that's like after someone's, they found the person guilty. Yeah. I don't know. Or like, hmm. no, I guess it's not obstruction. Cause like you can, you can be silent. You can refuse to yeah. answer questions. She's not like but on. Still. She's not a you know under oath. She could lie, right? Like she can yeah, lie. That's, yes, and she has. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess it's not obstruction, but like, man, he really should have someone else do that. Yeah, I guess him. I gotta say the same thing. Yeah, and he's like holding her hand during these meetings and stuff like that. It's like it's very it's unprofessional. It's 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 indicative right there of like why you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but whatever. And like Coop is such a. Like, Coop's by the books, you know? Um, largely. Yeah. Well, uh, largely. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. I feel like he'd be like, Truman, you're letting your, uh, like, you need to take yourself off this. You can't stay emotionally disconnected from this. You need to support Josie uh, as, you know, her boyfriend. You're going to like a couple of scenes next episode. Great. Spoilers. Cool. I, um, I'm, I hope he does that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I guess that's yeah. the worst police work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like Truman, but I, you know, he he's sympathetic. He's just not a great cop. Yeah. But I guess you know he could you know he could not he could be not a great cop. That's allowed. Sure. It, it's allowed, but again, it's just <laughs> it's bad police work. Did you watch uh, Fargo? No, I should. You though. really should. Uh, one of the big things Colin Hanks is in there, and he's a, he's, a, right. he's like a in season one. He's a bad police officer. <laughs> Nice. He's just like bad at his job, and like it's like, like he doesn't want to be a police officer. He's just bad at it, and he really screws this <laughs> up. And you know, sometimes a comic way, but in also like a way where he's like, I'm not good at my job. I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, he's like a single dad. Um, awesome. You really gotta watch Fargo. It's so good. Season one's not on uh, FX. Anymore. It's on Hulu. It, oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, but Hulu Plus. Oh boy! You can find a way. Probably find go. a way. I know. I it's know. really good. I know. Okay. I'll I'll get there eventually. I also need to watch Mr. Robot. Oh yeah. But. Huh. <sighs> Maybe I'll watch that. Speaking of things we need to do, Maybe should we talk about? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, is there okay music cue? There, James sings a bit, but that's really all there is. Uh no, there's also the uh, some. Uh, I I believe Jerry's playing uh, harmonica. Oh yeah. Um, there's the whole uh, the fife and drums. There's stuff. the drum stuff. Um, wow, that was uh, man. The stuff with uh, Ben Horn is just so good. I really really like I, it. See, it's <laughs> it's arcs like that in season two that will have me defend season two as worthwhile. Yeah. It's not all horrible. Yeah. I mean, we did just deal with like two not good episodes, um, but right. I, I like this episode. Yeah. And the next week's is going to be better. Oh uh, yeah. Better still. Good. 
cool. think. Um, uh, but yeah, I like that uh, stuff with the drums. It's so silly. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, um, can we drop in that other thing now? Um, this would be a good time to do it. Um, we did a uh, we took Twin Peaks on uh, Twin Peeps on the road. Have we <laughs> have we established where this well, podcast? How we're recording this podcast? Uh, we haven't. Have so, we? Let's, so I mean, not not officially. So we're, whatever we usually do. Uh, this time, I um, I was in Las Vegas uh, uh, a few weeks ago uh, with my brother uh, and and my dad, and uh, they have the Twin Peaks uh, restaurant in Las Vegas. Right. Um, so I knew I had to go, and while talking to my brother yeah. about this, it turns out there's one in our hometown, and it's been there for like four years. <laughs> And so I definitely, like, when we were doing early episodes of the show and we would talk about it the whole time, I totally could have gone. <laughs> like, I could have easily <laughs> driven to it. Great. Um, but I went to one. You've never been to one, correct? I have not, but we should go at some point. Yeah. Should, uh, sh- so I recorded a clip in there with my brother. Do we run the clip or should I just talk about it? <laughs> uh, let's run the clip. Okay. Um, so we'll just drop this in right now. Yep. Great. I'll drop it in. All right. Are we back? Uh, and we're back. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Save it for the save it for our drive time show. Um. Uh. But yeah. Uh. You've listened to the clip, Kyle, right? Because we didn't listen to it actually just then. Right. But you have listened to it, right? Yeah. It's been like a week okay. <laughs> since we had a week off. Anyways. So but yeah. Uh. <laughs> the the girl sized. Uh, drinks was something that really rubbed me the wrong way. And just like, yeah. I don't know how much of it was being in Vegas and how much of it was being at a Twin Peaks bar and grill. Um, <laughs> but like, there are like just boobs right there. Like, I don't know. There's, it's like a Hooters thing, but probably a more revealing outfit. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. that It makes me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Sure. Um, especially being there with my brother probably doesn't probably makes sense. Yeah, cool. probably does not help. But it's it's such a I don't know. <laughs> don't get me started, but <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable at being like, yeah, let's go to the bar so we can see girls with tits. <laughs> That's uh gross. Um Sure. So Well, when when we go, when you and I go, I'll have to experience it for myself. Yeah, well I just got a beer, so I'm excited to have uh um a full like we're like we need to get meal like we need to get a meal there. Oh yeah, well we'll have to get the full Twin Peaks experience. So, um, are are these in Minnesota? Uh ooh, I don't oh. know. We'll have to we'll have to find Be- we'll have to find because one if you want to come visit Chicago, we have them here. True, very true. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Here's a question. Um, mm-hmm. in this visit, I imagine you would bring your girlfriend. Um, have we sure. established what her name is? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what the candidate what should is. We, what's her name, Kyle? <laughs> In the context of the show and or and or real life. <laughs> Just to make it simpler, I'll I'll go with both. Uh, name's Molly. Molly. So that's a fake name, right? <laughs> Code name Molly. Molly. Unfortunately, her fake name is also her real name. So yeah, it's an oversight. Um, would would you take her to a like a a breasty bar? Uh, <laughs> would she be interested in coming? 
I mean, she'd be interested in coming maybe as like a, a sociological experiment. Yeah, but like, okay, but she wouldn't like have to wait in my going. apartment while we got food because she's a conscientious objector. She wouldn't. No. She wouldn't be like yeah. Roberto. No, <laughs> right? She wouldn't uh, hoof it across the Afghani desert to try to reach a. Not, what was it? Not the forward operating base. No, she would leave the. Uh, she would leave the. Uh, Twin Peaks restaurant to desert us, but she would get kidnapped <laughs> by Hooters waitresses, <laughs> and she'd be kidnapped and she'd be stuck at Hooters for five years. Right. Um, all right. Let's. Yeah. Let's, Are you saying that the Hooters is part of the Taliban? Well, if if Twin Peaks is like the America, <laughs> the U.S. Armed Forces, the U.S. Armed Forces, <laughs> then I think Hooters <laughs> is the Taliban. Do you think like? I can sign Do you off think Hooters that. is like really upset that like another restaurant found out their trick? <laughs> Do you think they like were really like, wow, I can't believe no one else is doing this? <laughs> did, did did like did they have did they think they had a monopoly on like bars where you could see women in <laughs> tight tops? I mean, they must have. There must have been a little bit of scrambling. I would imagine that they had like a little bit more of a foothold in the marketplace. But then, like once Twin Peaks started opening up multiple yeah. locations, oh, and Tilted like, Guys, and Tilted Kilt, those are opening up. Oh. Have you heard of those? No. It's like an Irish version of Hooters. Oh boy. Yeah, but I think there's only three chains that were like they're like come here because you'll see women's boobs. Sure. Are there any other places like that? Um, not that I'm oh, aware shit. of. I just huh. clicked on GarageBand and it was showing me an error. I think, shit, I don't know how much we lost. God damn it. I'm sorry, Kyle. We may have lost some audio. Uh, well. I'm really sorry. That's, this really See sucks. if you can recover it. No, it just said error and I said okay and then it was still recording. But no. I don't know if it paused until I clicked OK. What uh? What what time? What's the time code? The measure. I can tell you what measure it is. What bar it is. <laughs> I'm not joking. That doesn't help. There should be a way to see the time code, but don't worry about it. Oh, I hope it didn't screw it up. We might have to. It it is still recording though. It now, is still right? recording. Okay. Yeah, it's probably not okay. a huge deal. I hope not. Is it? Yeah. Huh. It's fine. I can't see the actual waves coming up on the on the thing. I'm nervous. Oh wait, there they are. God damn! Oh. It. It's just loading slowly. Uh, do you have other programs open? Uh, Safari. Oh yeah, that that shouldn't actually do anything. Yeah. Oh, I hope I didn't lose anything. Anyways, let's move yeah. on. We've been talking for like yeah. an hour and a half. I mean, so long. Yeah, as so long as it's still technically recording, we can lose some stuff about who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but anyways, <laughs> I thought that was an important rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> That's more important than some things that happened in this episode, like the stuff with That's true. James. That's very true. Um, okay. Uh, favorite scene? Yeah. Anyways, favorite well, character? there was that. Uh, thanks for listening to me talk about a restaurant that I was at for like 10 minutes and I didn't like very much. <laughs> uh, favorite character? Yes. Um, yeah. Is it Coop? No, it's not Coop. Yep. Coop doesn't really do much in this episode. Not, yeah, not this up. Um, so I think that, like, the big theme in this episode is that it's got to be between uh, uh, Ben Horn and Windebarrow. Who else could it be? <laughs> um, Who else could it be? 
Yeah, I mean, those are definitely the focal points. I, I can see that. It Like, who? Mr. Eckhart? No, God, no. Uh, um, the only person... The people, <laughs> the people that I put down really are more my personal favorites. So I, but I can't say that like objectively yeah. as people in this episode that they were the best. Can I give a runner up for favorite character who I can't give it to because he didn't sure. really do enough? Um, Go for it. The final or one of the final scenes uh, in the episode uh, is uh, when Coop decides uh, that they need like a chess expert. <laughs> yep and you see this expert winning all these things of chess yep, yep. and it's pete yeah how cool is that it's the best what i told you that pete's gonna get more stuff to do wow i'm so glad he gets to do this um what a fun thing i i really like that turn of it that's so good that pete of course pete's like a genius at chess i love it yep he was he was one of my contenders for best character oh man uh I mean, he but, didn't really do much other than just that. He had a little speech after that. Yeah, and he had like the scene with the dry cleaning too. Yeah, but um, um, it's it really. I admit, it's more my, uh, more my like of people. Yeah, but oh man, that's a that uh, that was, I think that was kind of fan servicey, but I loved it. It was super clever. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, um, no, it's great. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna get the Ben Horn because I feel like I'm gonna be. Uh, he's not gonna be my favorite character. <laughs> like I'm gonna like him significantly less now that he's been cured. Sure, um, that, that's as good a re- reason as any. But that whole scene with him winning the Civil War, where they did that play scene, Jerry's <laughs> playing harmonica. Who's the person yeah. that says I thought we? Oh, uh, Bobby saying I thought the North won the Civil War, and Audrey just me- elbows that's him. So good. Um, yeah. Audrey's like trying to act. Jacoby's great at it. <laughs> um, there's the horse sound effect that really doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. There's like a horse sound effect. Um, uh, yeah, just general. It's how weird is it that on the show, it's there's a Confederate flag and Robert E. Lee giving a speech yep. in front of it. Just winning, winning the Civil War. What a weird thing. And it's like a positive thing in the show. Yeah. Um, and I just like that after he wins the civil war, he falls down and he's immediately snaps out. He's cured. Like Jacoby is like, it worked like Jacoby totally (laughs) like Jacoby is like, this is what's going to happen. And then this will be the result. Yep. And that's what it is. And it works. Yep. Like it's more real. It's, it's less realistic than Frazier's psychiatry. Barely. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> it's much more realistic than that I like how I'm the one shitting on Frazier <laughs> and you're defending it I, I just I think it must have been a joke I think they must have known you you haven't seen enough Frazier to know that it's not Ugh. it's never played as a joke the sometimes concepts come up that are played as jokes but him being a Freudian psychologist is never a joke like, oh man, I feel like with have you read that book White Noise? No. Uh, anyways, it's like this <laughs> modern art thing I had to read in. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look it up in college. Ah, well, let's look it up. White Noise novel. It's Don DeLillo. 
Wow. It's from like the 80s. Um, but the, uh, the, man, the main character is a uh, professor of Hitler studies. Um, okay. And it's supposed to be like, like, you know, it's society's... His profession is a joke. Yeah, your profession is such a joke. Right. And I, I, I haven't watched much Frasier, and I thought that was what Frasier was doing, is that it's making nope. fun of these elites, so obviously he would have a super dumb job, or like that just it's, doesn't it, make sense. It's making fun of the elites in different ways. But um, it like agrees that he should be respected. He's a psychologist slash psychiatrist. Yeah, it, uh, his like probably the best way to the best way to frame it is his brother Niles is also a psychologist, but instead of being a Freudian psychologist, he's a self-described Jungian psychologist. That, but that seems like that's part of the bit. The, the, it, it, two the different, bit like things the bit that don't is, matter. The bit is that it's two brothers being. So opposed in oh the wow same profession. as in like that's the, what the big divide in psychiatry is. Not not so universally, but between these two people, there is that. But also the main source of contention between them is that Niles is like in private practice, whereas Fraser does kind of like as Niles says pop psychiatry, and he uses psychiatry, not psychology, even though it's not psychiatry, it's psychology. He says, like, pop psychiatry in that the way that he's giving out, like, uh, psychological advice is over the radio, not, like, through one-on-one sessions. How are you such a fan of this show? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Wouldn't it's, that drive you crazy? It, oh, yeah. But you kind of get over it. It's it's just an inaccurate thing that's a fact in this world. But it's such a central yeah. part of the plot. Yeah, but like it, it could it could easily be replaced. It's not like a vile part of either of their characters. It could easily be replaced by like two actual modes of psychological thought okay. today. But th- that's just not how it's written. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to sorry to. <laughs> but at the time, it was it was debunked, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Was it, um, was Freudian psychology ever like the main belief? Yeah. Really? For a, for a long time. I don't know much history about that stuff. Re- like, for, like, until when? It, it, it was definitely decades after Freud died. I want to say it was, like, mid-century. Like, by mid-century. It might have been earlier than that. But, like, by mid-century, there were still practicing Freudian psychologists. But couldn't, like, people just know, like, oh, it's, uh, like, no one ever told me it was bunk. I was just like, oh, these are, like, bunk concepts. I don't know. No, uh, I mean, like, psych- the the field of psychology was still so new that when someone brought up some kind of, like, at least internally consistent logic, which is, I think, the appeal of Freudian stuff. But it stuff, had logic? Like, he was just saying random shit. Like, he had no evidence for any of it. Right. But I think, like, because because of how he framed it and it's not like he's like a snake oil salesman i think he legitimately believed in what he was advocating yeah um and i'm not saying he actually had like a logical basis but i think like what he says is based off of an internal logic but the assumption that that logic takes is false like it's an if a then b and then he bases everything off of b but a is not right yeah, I don't. It, it it blows my mind that people were like, okay, that makes sense to me. 
Yeah, and it's not like it's not like there weren't dissenters all throughout, and eventually it became less and less popular. You know. Yeah. Um, but it it was pretty widespread for a few decades, at least, enough to you know be so pervasive in our modern culture and like not ironically for a lot of people. Okay. All right. Anyway, so let's move on. Sure. Um uh favorite scene. Wow. Uh already favorite scene. Um Well, we already talked about Albert's impression, which I loved. But I mean that Albert being bad. The rest of the, and the rest of that scene's pretty good. That's a pretty good yeah. scene. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it's not like the best scene. No. Do you have a good contender? Mm, I don't know. Aside from, (laughs) not that you can't nominate it. I'm guessing it's the uh, it's Ben Horn's recovery. I think that's what I gotta say. Yeah. It was just like I like that so much. I I get it. It's a really fun scene. It's super fun. Did you have something? Because I was pretty sure that that was what you were gonna say. I didn't pick that. What did you pick? (laughs) What? Uh. Some with like, Pete, some with Pete. Not something with Pete, actually. Uh, a scene that I actually really liked was um, Shelly getting her job back from Norma. I thought it was a really, really sweet scene. Uh, it's very minor. Yeah. But it's like, it's a... Good performance. It's a they're nice both moment really for good actresses. characters to reconnect. They're, you know? they're both really good actresses, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Super, super uh, solid uh, choice. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. Also, but how is she going to work as a waitress? She has a broken arm. Uh, Ooh. Her arm's in a sling. It's in a sling. I don't think it's broken. Okay. I don't know. I don't think you can really work as a waitress if you're working (laughs) with one arm. Uh, she, I mean, she might, she'd be able to work a register well enough and she can carry out some things. I don't know. That's true. I, I don't think it's actually broken. Do you know what? Um, uh, I'm looking at a note that I wrote that I really really liked in the episode of Josie trying to open up a bottle of wine. <laughs> what? I I don't remember. Oh that. wow. Um, Josie tries to open up a bottle of wine and she's like shaking back and forth and she's like really really getting into it. <laughs> she's just like opening it in like the most difficult way possible. <laughs> um, I really like, I like that. that. Like she's like rocking back and forth and it's like a lot of it's, it was a big struggle for her. <laughs> when they're preparing wine. Sure. Um, I like that. I, I missed it, but I like it. Uh, oh, man. Time to implement Appomattox scenario. How, what else? What else? Wait, time, time to implement what? Implement Appomattox scenario. That's what uh, Audrey says when uh, they start the uh, plan. <laughs> so that's the code name? Yeah, Appomattox scenario. Time to implement <laughs> Appomattox scenario. I wrote it then. Huh. Um, oh, uh, also, we see uh, Ben Horn's uh, and, uh, son, Audrey's brother, super, yeah, super briefly. Johnny Horn. Huh? We see him super, super briefly. Right, and he's wearing the uh, Native American headdress again. Yep. And it actually makes sense now, mm-hmm. if it's still culturally insensitive, but he's, you know, mm-hmm. developmentally challenged. Yeah. That's not the PC term, but I don't remember what it is. So, uh, so I'm going to guess that your scene is the, uh, wait, do you already say what your scene was? Yeah, it was with Shelly. Oh, yeah. Shelly and Norma. That's a good one. It, it, it yeah. also could have been the uh, the scene with um, Coop and uh, Albert. Just good stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's slapping it, photos on the desk. 
<laughs> if you were to combine those two, though you can't, but if you were, then that would, that would cobble together a, a solid scene, yeah. I think. Do you know what joke I kind of liked in this episode? Lay it on me. Um, I like the... Uh, I, it's so dumb that Donna and uh, James went to the bar that they've been to like 50 times. I know, to try and lay low. They go to the bar that, they kept, that they've that they seen these people at. Yep. It's just like the worst plan. <laughs> it's like the, like, it's literally where he met this lady. Yep. Like, yep. she probably couldn't go four sentences to the cops without explaining where they met, you know? That's, uh, I think that's a little something called, uh, bad not writing. enough locations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> and bad writing. Ooh, oh, it might be not enough locations. They might have had to be like, this is bad, but we have to do it. Right. It's uh, like, God, we, we don't have the budget. Um, to... But I like, not only are they so unsneaky that they're there, but the guy keeps <laughs> running into them. The, yep. The, the bartender. Uh, <laughs> they're like talking Ms. about. Howard, are you sure? <laughs> they're talking about the, like this. Murder plot, and the bartender's like right behind them. I know. And then he shows up again after they move away. Yeah, it was a good joke. It is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with um. Uh, it's great. Jacoby's there. Uh, Jerry and Ben, Audrey, yeah, Bobby. Bobby keeps yep. trying to play the bugle, and he's terrible at it. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's it fun. is like it's an assembly of most of our favorite characters from the series. It's great. Like, who else could have been there? Coop could have Garland, been there. Uh, oh, Garland Briggs showed up. <laughs> also, I miss Garland in this episode. Yeah. we They they just did't mention two plot lines. Uh, one well, which I like, one which I don't like. He's in the shadows now, you know? Yeah, but they could still talk about how he's in the shadows. Talk to his wife. She's awesome. Yeah. Betty Briggs. <laughs> um, hey, well, let's go through the episode and decide what plot lines we care about. Sure. Um, okay, so the whole stuff with Donna and James, and what's the lady who I don't care to learn in her name? Evelyn. Evelyn. I don't care about that at all. Right. Yep. Um, uh, I guess the Wyndham Merle stuff, uh, Coop chasing down Wyndham Merle. Yep. Uh, I kind of care about that. I don't care about it that much. <laughs> sure, but it, it's in the positive care category. Yeah. Only a little bit. I like that he's looking for him. I just, some of the steps along the way are just, I know, going to be kind of boring. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the horns? Oh, uh, I love it. I love it. Yep. I love it. And there was, like, some catharsis. He's, he's, he's cured. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they wrap that up. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, kind of a side plot, but uh, Leo and... Um, Earl. Earl. Because um, they're kind of doing their own thing. Right, right. Uh, I I like that a lot. Those are some yeah. of my favorite scenes. I it was so weird, but I was like really keeping me on my toes. I liked it a lot. Really, Earl and Leo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I'm also interested I in care. it. Um, yeah. Um, stuff about. Oh wow, there's so many subplots. <laughs> um, stuff uh, Bobby about, and Shelley. Bobby and Shelley. Well, were they doing much? Oh, it, oh, there's that interrogation scene. That was the opening scene, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care that much. <laughs> I mean, you care about Bobby. I care about Bobby. I just like not she- them as a couple. I like Shelly. I just when they're yeah. a couple, it's great. But they've been fighting, and right. frankly, if they're not going to be a good couple, I I'm, I don't care to pay attention to them. Sure. Um, they're greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. 
Um, except for Bobby. Except for Bobby. Yeah. Um, no, Shelly's Shelly's great. Yeah. Um, stuff about Ed, Norma, and Nadine. <laughs> I'm on board for it. I kind of like it. I'm like yeah. kind of happy about it, but also just you know. Yeah. I, I get you. Um, what else we got? Um, Pete. Pete. Uh, what's going on with Pete? No, oh, being a chess player. Being a chess player. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess not, I guess that's making me uh, excited about the Windermere stuff a little bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, Josie and Eckhart. I don't care at all. All right. Do you care? Uh, no. It, next episode, it'll it'll it gets better. But yeah. But at this point, they're literally just like afraid of each other. <laughs> Well, Eckhart's not afraid of Josie. No, I'm just saying there's like tension. There's a lot of tension. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been experiencing a lot of tension, so. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. Um, Sure. I'm pretty interested. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. The next episode's going to be a good episode. Hopefully Um, you'll have time to record it next week. I will. I should. Actually, I might not. We'll see. Oh, God damn it. It's going to be my birthday next week. Oh, fun. So, like, stuff might be happening. Also, the Actually, app I'm working on launches yeah. uh, uh, in six days. So, All for, well, actually, we might be able to do it. Uh, I was going to say, I, I might, we might need to jerry-rig something over uh, the weekend after Christmas, or the week after Christmas, um, but we can talk about it. We, c- we could always do some minisodes just to hold this over until... True, uh, after the holidays. That might not be a bad idea. I, th- I think we should really consider that. All right, let's let's talk about it. After um, the <laughs> all right, is that it? I think I think we're at the end of the episode. I think we did it. All after right, trials and tribulations abound. Yeah. we managed to muster through. All right, peep on Twitter, everybody. Yeah, peep on Twitter. Um, it's been a while since we did an episode with two of us. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, um, I guess we'll close out the episode with um, uh, what should what should we say? How do we close the episode? I mean, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw it to, uh, you know who? Uh, Mr. Lynch. Yeah. Right. Um, ooh. Uh, well, I guess we'll. You're a beat one. I guess we'll, Mr. Lynch. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> let's uh, close it out with uh, David Lynch saying what his favorite uh, Marvel movie is and why. I really like the Avengers. The dialogue is really snappy. Big fan of Joss Whedon. Brother. Alright, bye.